Hello, welcome to our next edition of the Christ Chapel Parent Podcast. This podcast is all about having honest conversations to help you win at home. My name is Joel. I am the fifth and sixth grade pastor at our Fort Worth campus, and today I am joined by Caroline. Hello, Caroline. Yeah, hey, I'm Caroline Smallwood. I'm the middle school girls director at our West Campus at Christ Chapel. Awesome, yeah. So today we are going to be tackling the topic. It's a huge, huge topic, but the topic of technology. I can't even begin to imagine how big and how long this podcast could be. Yes, we could talk about this for forever. We're gonna, yeah, bite off a very small chunk of this topic, and I'm sure that we will have many, many more podcasts that that revolve kind of around the topic of technology. But today, specifically, we're gonna be honing in on phones and computers, Mm -hmm. and just kind of beginning the conversation about a few things with that. But we were just talking, literally, right before I hit record here just about how much technology has changed. Even since the time we were students in student ministry until now, and we're both fairly young, it just it's changed so much. Yeah, whenever um, I got my first cell phone, yeah. now, you know, they get an iPhone 8 or X or, you know, whatever, yeah, I don't even know in what seventh the, grade. Yeah. Or, um, but I got my first cell phone, I think I was in eighth grade, okay. probably 14 years yeah. old or something like that, which is pretty young. I was like one of the first ones to yeah. get a cell phone. And it was a flip phone, yep. and uh, it didn't have, like, a name because it wasn't cool. It was just a <laughs> flip phone. <laughs> it was just a flip phone, and, um, you know, obviously all I could do was call people, text, and play Snake. You remember Snake? Snake, yes. That's a good game. Yes. I had 75 text messages per month. Okay. So every month I could send. And you were limited. Probably your number of characters you could type yes. was limited. Uh-huh. Yes, yeah. yeah. So yeah. there wasn't a lot of yeah. texting or flirting going on over yes. texting or anything like that. <laughs> but it was a different world. Getting that cell phone basically meant that when someone called me, they didn't have to say, Hi, this is so-and-so. May I please speak to Caroline? Yes, yes. It was just a that. direct call. Yeah, it's so funny how you know cell phones, I feel like for us, your cell phone was way less about like practicality and like, oh, I need this. And it was so much more of that status symbol of having, you know, it's like, oh, I have a cell phone. <laughs> right? I can remember even beyond my first cell phone, which sounds really similar to your first cell phone, I can remember my parents' first cell phone. Oh. And it was this kind of like trapezoid shaped mm-hmm. like block thing. Yeah, it looks like a brick. Yeah, it had had the antenna Mm -hmm, that came out. mm -hmm. I think that there was like a piece over the the keyboard that flipped Yeah, you kind of, yeah. Yeah, It was like a flip phone, but not. Yeah, and so, and you know, of course you had to still have all of your contacts memorized and everything because it wasn't going to save anything. Mm -hmm. But the thing that's funny about that and just speaking about how fast technology has changed is I remember that. And that was really kind of one of the first cell phones, Mm -hmm. I believe. And so I'm, I'm 26 now, and that was probably when I was five or six years old. So in 20 years, we've gone from that to... The cell phones that we have now, and I actually heard the other day, I don't know if this is true, so <laughs> quote me on this, but I heard that an iPhone has more technology and computing power in it, the iPhone in your pocket, mm-hmm. than the first space shuttle. I believe it. Yeah. That iPhone can do almost anything. It, yeah. I don't even, it's, I'm sure that there's so many features that we have no idea about. And the thing that's funny is for us, we've kind of had to learn this as we've grown up. And for our parents, they've had to, you know, it can introduce probably into right. their lives like it did ours. And they've kind of learned it as it's come along. But for your students, this is just business as usual. 
Yeah. Right? This is just their normal existence has always been. They haven't known a time without those cell phones. And so this is such a broad topic, such a new topic. It's new territory. Mm -hmm. What does it mean to raise a kid that has always been in the world of cell phones mm-hmm. and laptops. And, yeah. um, and so we're just going to skim the surface a little bit. Absolutely. And we're just going to start out by saying there's no right answer. That's true. Yeah. If you're listening to this and you're hoping that we're going to lay out a game plan for you of exactly how you should handle technology, yeah, we, we could try to do that. Unsuccessfully. Uh, very unsuccessfully, <laughs> yeah. Because there's, yeah, there's no right answer when it comes to technology. You know, when should you give it to your kid? How much should they have? You know, because there's like the practical recommendations that doctors have and stuff about screen time. Mm-hmm. We have that with our young children. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, or you know, there's just there's no right answer. How much is too much? How much is too little? When should I give it to them? It's kind of like uh, I remember hearing one time about um, when uh, pornography was first coming on the yeah. scene. And uh, there was beginning to be some legislation in the government about pornography. And there was a congressman, I don't know who it was or where he was from or whatever, but somebody asked him a question because they were trying to define mm-hmm. what pornography was. Because mm-hmm. there's art that had nudity in it and stuff like mm-hmm. that, that mm-hmm. you know, is, it's art. Mm-hmm. And so he was trying to ask him, hey, you know, how do you, how do you know when it's art versus when it's pornography? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, right now you're probably wondering, where is he going with this? But the congressman said something that's really interesting, and I think it kind of applies here. He said, you know, I can't really articulate the difference, but I know it when I see it. Yeah. And I think that that's very true when it comes to technology and your student. It's hard to know exactly what is the best grade A game plan. This is what's going to work. This is what's going to work for every kid. This is the best way to handle technology. But I think that it is very clear when they've had too much Mm -hmm. or when it's gone too far or when you see a kid that maybe not is not even your kid and you think, oh, that's just not being handled correctly. Yeah. And so we really just want to begin the conversation, like you said, of just when it comes to cell phones, and we might even touch on computers a little bit and things like that. Mm-hmm. Just how, how do we begin to engage with this? How do you begin to engage with this with parents? And like I said, we'll have probably a lot more podcasts on this. I know that a lot of our parents are probably thinking about video games mm-hmm. and things like that. And, and we will definitely hit on that. Yeah, um, but in, in this podcast, just so we kind of have a direction and we're not all over the place. Yes. Let's try, we're going to try to hit on three things, right? Yes, we're going to kind of start with how do you start off technology? Yes. If your kid doesn't have any yet, how do you begin introducing it, integrating it? Yes. What do you do with that? Yeah. 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 And then how do I know if it's too much? Mm-hmm. You know, whenever I see it, if I can't recognize it, maybe could you, we could help, you know, help the parents recognize if it's too much. Yeah. And then also... What do I do and how do I respond when they make a mistake with technology? Mm-hmm. When they yes. break a rule that I have or go past a boundary, mm-hmm. what's the correct response? Yes. What's a good response yeah. for that? Yeah, yeah. So let's go ahead and start just by talking about, you know, kind of the first interactions with technology. Mm-hmm. And, and even if your child already has a device, a smartphone, or, or maybe one of those phones that can have limited calls or things like that, I still think that this is going to be applicable to, to, to you. Uh, as we kind of talk through kind of integrating those first steps with technology. And so I think that the the thing that's important when you talk about technology and integrating it with your kid 
is understanding and embracing that there is a reality that you cannot avoid mm-hmm. giving your kid technology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just, you can't. Yeah, yeah. The other day, actually, I was with some students, and it used to bother me, oh, they're on their phones, mm-hmm. oh, they're on their phones. And then I just realized, this is the new reality. Yeah, absolutely. And in, in order to be a good youth worker, I have to understand it mm-hmm. and see how I can best use it, mm-hmm. maybe as opposed to denying it and fighting yeah. it. Yeah, well, there's a reality as a parent that also, if you want to raise up a functioning member of society, mm-hmm. they have to know how to use an iPhone mm-hmm. at some mm-hmm. point. They have to know how to use these things because our society is so centric to technology. So many professions are so centric to technology. So much of, for them, understanding their existence within the world and their interactions with their friends happens through digital media. You, you, know, you can't keep them from it forever. Now, there is a reality to too much, too mm-hmm, early, mm-hmm. and you have to be smart about it. But you do have to start some. Yeah. And you do have to assess that based off of kind of where your student is at. You yeah. cannot avoid it. Yeah. So talking about, you know, you can't avoid it. Um, you were telling me about something earlier that I think it's really important for the parents to hear. It kind of helped me think about it in a new way. Mm-hmm. And I want you to explain what you referred to as the digital lunchroom. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think when it comes to understanding, you know, the value of, of technology, and that's the thing that might surprise you, that phrase, the value of technology. <laughs> There's a lot of times when we talk about phones and things like that and giving your kid a phone, it's, it's all bad. Right, mm-hmm. oh, there's, and there is a lot of bad out there, but there also is a value to it. And I actually read something uh, a little while ago in a book called Right Click, um, and it was talking about how the digital space is the, is the new lunchroom, the digital lunchroom. Now, for you and me, and for our parents mm-hmm. listening, a lot of where we probably began to understand a lot of social cues, a lot of how to have interactions with our peers, a lot of, you know, just developmentally, how do we communicate with others happened in the context of something like a school lunchroom. It was this large gathering of people. We made friends. We talked to people. We understood, hey, this is, these are the types of people that like me and that don't. We understood indications of if someone, you know, likes you mm-hmm. as a friend or mm-hmm. likes you in some other way. Mm-hmm. Well, all of those interactions are moving to this digital mm-hmm. space. Mm-hmm. Right, kids are figuring out all of these things in a digital medium through different messengers, through texting, through things like that. Now, that's scary, but it also, you know, gives you an opportunity as a parent to one, to give them that opportunity, right? To understand that, hey, at some point I need to allow my child to, to do that, to engage in that digital space. But also, you know, you can step into that space with them mm-hmm. pretty easily. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, um, I think that's such an important thing that starting off with technology, Mm -hmm. if they don't have it yet and you're about to start them off with a phone or whatever that looks like, or if they already have it and they're, they have all the apps and they have all Mm -hmm. the social media and all that. I think something so smart for parents, like you said, is to step into that and to Mm -hmm. also have the apps, to Mm -hmm. also, to have an Instagram account, to be in that world with their students um, and use that to set an example, mm-hmm. um, to set an example in more ways than one, you know, to show them how to use it well, mm-hmm. to show them how to show them how to use it, maybe not so often, yeah. how to use it, but not be controlled by it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I think, um, it would be hard for us and I'm, you know, guilty of this sometimes 
to be telling my students, put your phone down when you're with your friends. Hey, just leave that in your backpack. Just go play together. Mm-hmm. Just be together. When they're saying, well, Caroline, you're on your phone. Totally. Right. Yeah, setting that example. and Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And I think that as we give them, you know, if you're giving your student technology for the first time or like we talked about, if they already have a phone and all the apps and everything, you know, I think that something that's so important is you introduce it or even if they already have it. And I heard this at a conference that I went to is really building trust. Mm-hmm. And I think that even you modeling it plays into that mm-hmm. idea of trust. But the idea that you are given more responsibility or more freedom within your technology as trust is gained. Mm-hmm. And so if you've never given your student a cell phone, it may be a good idea to say, hey, we're going to start off with, you know, with maybe I'm going to give you my first flip phone, right? Mm-hmm. All you can do mm-hmm. is calls with it. And then after a certain amount of time, when you've proven to me that you're trustworthy with that, then I'm going to give you a little bit more responsibility, mm-hmm. you know, and then when, and, you know, and that might look different for everybody of how they do that. But I think that as you start off with technology, that's potentially a great way to start is to just say, hey, I'm going to give you a little bit. And as you gain trust with me, I'm going to give you more. And I think if your student already has all of those things to kind of say, hey, you know, you have all these things. I have all these things. As a family together, we're gonna we're gonna talk about some accountability, not just for mm-hmm. you, but for me too. Mm-hmm. Maybe we say, hey, we're gonna strip away some of these apps, yeah. you know, that we have on our phones. Maybe it's some gaming apps or something like that. If your if your student is really into playing games on their phone, and you're kind of a little like, oh, you're spending a lot of time mm-hmm. doing that. Maybe it's saying, hey, I'm gonna cut back on that too. You're gonna cut back on that. And after a, you know a month, a few weeks. We're going to download those back on, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to let you get one. And you can play it for this amount Mm -hmm. of time. And once you've shown me Mm -hmm. that you your responsibility with that, then we can kind of download back some more. And and you, Caroline, actually shared with me a really practical example of someone who did this really, really well. And this is not to say that this is how our parents have to do this, but I thought that this was – I mean, I'm like thinking with my kids. I was like, this is gold. Yeah, it's a good idea. I also heard it at a conference actually, and – she was talking about, you know, as a woman talking about her daughter and, um, you know, her daughter already had a phone and all this stuff. And she was like, okay, I want to build some trust, but she's kind of already has these things. And so they stripped back some apps. And then this is the new thing she came up with. Any app, any, any media, any song, any movie, anything her daughter wanted to download at first to build that trust, they always looked at it together and mm-hmm. downloaded it together. Yeah. They would download it together and then listen to it together or watch it together or yeah. whatever, right? And, and do it all together. Once it was kind of showing, okay, the daughter is kind of, you know, not asking to download things that I'm not okay with, you know, it's kind of building mm-hmm. that trust. The second step was that the daughter would look it up, research it, do all those things, come to the mom and say, hey, mom, I found this app. I think it's okay to download. Mom would look it over, download it. And then the mom wouldn't, you know, watch it or listen to it Mm -hmm. with the daughter. Once she realized that that was going well, and, you know, maybe every month checking the daughter's phone and, okay, that that song we downloaded, I am going to listen to it, Mm -hmm. you know, later. um, But once she kind of got past that, then the daughter was just kind of free to download on her own. Mm-hmm. And the mom would only look at the phone every month or so, make sure she was downloading good stuff and mm-hmm. not, you know, have nothing on there that she shouldn't have on there. Yeah. So I thought yeah. that was a good idea to, if you've already started technology, mm-hmm. 
you know, it's not too late to build that trust yeah, in that yeah, way. Yeah, and I think that's a big piece of whether your kid is in it or you're just getting started off with technology is you kind of, you build into those stair to steps of trust. And I think it's important to remember too, that, like we talked about, that the trust really does need to go both ways, mm-hmm, right? We mm-hmm. can't be a hypocrite when it comes to our technology and to a degree with our students. I think it is, you know, monkey see, monkey do. You know, and, and if it's bad for us to say, hey, no, you can't be on your phone all the time, but yet we're on our phone all the time because mm-hmm. they notice those things. They my, my two-year-old has told me before <laughs> to get off of my phone yeah. and to pay attention to her, which is really eye-opening for mm-hmm. me as a parent. But I think that it's so important to, to build that trust, to stair-step into it, to show them that trust does have to be earned. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's that's kind of a good good segue into kind of the next thing we want to cover is how do you know if it's too much? Yes. If your two year old asks you to get off your phone, it's yes. probably too much, right? Yes. Yeah, we kind of we kind of said that to try to clarify is a little bit of a unicorn at the <laughs> We are going to try a little bit to kind of help you think through. Okay, you know, if I'm a little suspicious that maybe my kid is a little too mm-hmm. invested into technology, mm-hmm. right? Not necessarily specifically cell phones. This could be anything just they're spending too much time in front of screens Mm -hmm. how do I know that what do I do with that yeah right so so what would you say are some indicators maybe you know they're through what you've had parents ask you about yeah what you've seen in students of just like well you are too into this this is too much or it's consuming too much of your time yeah yeah so first off I think it's it's just good to know that if if a student has a phone or a computer or mm-hmm. technology, they are struggling with using it too much. Yes. Right? This is yeah. a normal... I mean, I would almost every student yeah. is going to struggle with, am I... You know, they are using it too much. Yes. They are becoming, you know, addicted to it. And yeah. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. so... Because it can be a very addictive thing, which I think a lot of parents don't realize, mm-hmm. is that for your kids with screens... That their brains, when yeah. they, you look at brain activity, mm-hmm. uh, light up yep. in the same way that they do. Their brains light up. Hopefully, not your specific students, but their brains mm-hmm. light up with highly addictive drugs. Yeah. And so there is an addictive component to yeah. these screens that you know you shouldn't always operate out of fear because of that. But that's a real reality for adults and kids yeah, alike. That's how powerful they are. Yeah. And so some ways to kind of know, oh, are they kind of getting mm-hmm. into that stage? A big one is if they're protective of their phone mm-hmm. or kind of secretive of what's happening on it, hmm. right? Yeah. I think if you, um, I like random phone checks, yeah. you know? I like, oh, hey, I'm going to look at your phone right now. Mm-hmm. Not, hey, every night I'm going to look at your phone. Well, they can, you then know, they, get yeah. your phone yeah. ready for your parents yes. to look at it at night. So yeah, random deleting phone deleting a browser check. history. Yeah, yeah exactly. A very easy thing to do. Exactly. And so if they're protective of that phone or secretive, you know, not wanting you to see their screen when they're riding in the, you know, passenger seat of the car. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if you ask for that phone randomly and it kind of makes them freak out a little mm-hmm. bit. Or, uh, you know, you kind of start talking to them about different apps. And who do you follow on Instagram? Mm-hmm. And they kind of are secretive. You yeah. know, they don't give you a lot of information mm-hmm. or or things like that. So I think that that's a big one. Yeah, because um, yeah, that kind of shows you that they're sort of formulating their own world in there. Yeah. That they don't want you to be invited mm-hmm. into, which can be either because there are things that are in there that they're embarrassed for mm-hmm. you to see, mm-hmm. or if you look into it, you're going to get the realization of just how much time they're devoting to their device and to sort of the digital world. Yeah. I think another big indicator that I've really picked up on that kind of can let you know pretty quick that, oh man, 
this is too much. They're spending too mm-hmm. much time on this. Is when they start to really sacrifice things that they really used to love mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for that screen time, mm-hmm. right? When they start, it's like they don't want to hang out with yeah. their friends mm-hmm. face-to-face. They don't, you know, maybe, hopefully, they used to love youth group. Mm-hmm. And now they say, no, I don't, I don't want to go. I just want to stay here and I want to play video games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, the things that they just, they used to enjoy that now they're choosing this over that. And that is, in my mind, from my perspective and from the experience that I've had, mm-hmm. that's when you might be getting a little bit into that addictive thing, right? Yeah. If they're defensive of it, if they're trying to hide it from you, if mm-hmm. they seek it more than they used to seek other things, if they're giving up stuff that they used to enjoy for this, yeah, right? And all of those things, it's funny enough, are similar to like an addiction mm-hmm. with drugs yeah. and things like that. If they're sacrificing relationships yeah. and things that they used yeah. to enjoy and they're mm-hmm. protective of it. And yeah. so, you know, really paying attention to that, right? And really understanding, right, that it's it's not just a phone. Right. Right? Yes. And you being aware, not only just for your student, but I think for yourself too, that yeah. that you really do need to set some parameters yeah. and you do need to build some trust. And maybe even your student needs to understand that, hey, this is something that, yeah. you know, that it, it helps you along in life. It's good to have, like we said earlier, you kind of need it to mm-hmm. function to a degree, but your life exists mm-hmm. outside of this digital yeah. space. Yeah. Something you said earlier was, you know, we're talking about, okay, if they're using it too much, they're becoming kind of addicted or how do we rein it in? And something that you said that I loved is don't fall for excuses. Yeah. That excuse of, well, I need to take it to my room tonight because I'm going to use it as an alarm clock. Yes. As an excuse, I don't fall for that. I will yeah. go to Walmart and buy you a real alarm clock yes. and then I'll teach you how to use it because yes. you don't know how. But yeah. those excuses that, oh, well, I'm going to need it because she might call me about that while mm-hmm. I'm gone. Well, you can talk to her about that later. Yeah. You know, and so not taking these excuses and teaching them that they don't need the phone at all times. Yeah. Right? I think yeah. the boundary of when do you need it, when do you not, when, when they come up with an excuse and we immediately say, oh, you're right, take mm-hmm. it. They were telling them, you do need it mm-hmm. at all times. Yes. You do need to have it with you and have it next to you. Mm-hmm. And it is a necessity and you can't live without it. Yes. When yes. we kind of fall for their excuses. Yeah. And, and the reality is, to a degree, for the majority of us, this may not be true for some people with their work or things like that, but for the majority of us, we can put our phone down for a Saturday afternoon and the world is not going to burn to the ground, right? Mm -hmm. In fact, just yesterday, my wife and I were in Austin with our kiddos. My in-laws live in Austin. And and we were walking out to the car, and and I noticed that my phone wasn't on me. And my gut instinct was to go in and grab it. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to leave it. It'll be fine. And if I'm transparent, a few times we were out, I had the thought of like, oh, man, I hope that everything's okay. Uh I hope that like... Um, and we get back to the house several, you know, four, five, six hours later. And there was not a single notification on yep. my phone, mm-hmm. right? I left it there mm-hmm. and the world kept spinning. It kept going. <laughs> you know, and, and you have to be, you know, tactful with that. Mm-hmm. But my hope is that as we grow or our family gets older, our kids are stepping into technology, that they can see things like, oh, Dad can leave his phone behind, yeah. right? He doesn't have to, like, dad can use an alarm mm-hmm, clock, mm-hmm. right? Dad can charge his phone mm-hmm. in one place and not have to have it right beside him on the couch and mm-hmm. things like that mm-hmm. to really say, like, hey, I can set parameters with this. 
So you need to set parameters for the two. And yeah, because technology is so useful, they're going to throw all of these excuses at you, right? But you, as a parent, can step in and say, no, I'll teach you how to use an alarm clock. Yeah. No, you know, you don't have to charge your phone while you're sitting mm-hmm. on the couch and we're having family time, mm-hmm. right? You can't even watch TV and be on your phone at the same time. Yeah. No one can do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just kind of, yeah, really, I think, reining it in in that sense and really showing them that, hey, I can set boundaries yeah. with this. Yeah, and I think that that's just kind of a good practical application. Sometimes I use it with my students as a challenge. Mm -hmm. Hey, I want to challenge you to not look at your phone after school for two hours. Yeah, just a very practical. Let's try it out and see Mm -hmm. what happens. You know, sometimes when I take students to dinner, I just say, Hey, do you guys want to have a phoneless dinner? Sometimes they do. Sometimes they like that break. Mm Um, and then sometimes, you know, I kind of have to convince them, let's try it as a challenge. Yeah. And then at the end of our hour-long dinner, yes. we'll all see what happened mm-hmm. while we didn't have our phones. And yeah. like you said, you know, the world went on and we had a great time at yeah. dinner. Yeah. So there's a good practical mm-hmm. try to have this boundary or kind of challenge them yeah. to see what it's like yeah. to limit that yeah. time. And I think, too, that as you, you know, if you suspect that your child is on it too much, they can't take those breaks, it's impossible I think really diving into and you trying to do some investigation as a parent Mm -hmm. as to what is all of that time Mm -hmm. going Mm -hmm. towards? Mm -hmm. Are they spending all of it on Instagram? Are they spending all of it on Snapchat? Mm -hmm. Are they spending all of it playing Fortnite? Are they spending, you know, all of it, uh, you know, playing Minecraft? Mm -hmm. Are they, you know, all Mm -hmm. of those things? And also if you're a parent and any of those words, you're like, I don't know what that (laughs) is, right? It's good to be up to date as a parent, I feel like, on... Okay, what are the trending apps? What are the things that they're probably spending their time on? What should I be looking for? You know, because if you can find out, okay, what what is it that they really are doing mm-hmm. on their phone? Mm-hmm. What is it that they're spending all of this time doing? And one, that might give you some cool insight into your child and mm-hmm. how to help them, right? If, if they're spending all of their time on Instagram building up this digital persona, it gives you an opportunity to help talk to them and teach them about hey, who you are in person is way more important mm-hmm. than who you are in the digital space. Mm-hmm. Don't try to be something that you're yeah. not supposed to be. But you have to know where it's devoted towards and know what those apps are. Yeah. And and I don't, you know, I don't know how you, for me as a youth pastor, it's important to keep up with mm-hmm. yeah. those. And so for me, I literally will just Google search, mm-hmm. hey, mm-hmm. what's trending mm-hmm. right now? Right, because there's things like Fortnite. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, if you're familiar with um, Fortnite. Yes, I'm quite familiar. Yes, but for me, you know, I have I have no interest in Fortnite. Yeah, I'm me no neither. Interest in playing it. I have no. I just I'm not a video game person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just I have no interest. But I understand that given my job and mm-hmm. who I work with, and when my kids get older, whatever the Fortnite is at that time that I need to know what that is. Yeah. And so I'm actually not going to tell our listeners what it is because I want them to look it up. They need to up. go look it up. Right. But I, I just Google. do you have any strategies for kind of figuring out what's trending, yeah. what apps to watch out for? Yeah, and- yeah. So I usually ask, for me, it's my 16-year-old cousin. So um, usually just someone that's a step ahead, right? Um, I've heard of parents before I talked to a parent who said, I asked my high school daughter what my middle school daughter is kind of doing, right? And just getting someone, um, sometimes you can even ask your your daughter or son's friends, Mm -hmm. hey, so what's cool? And, you know, they're more likely to talk to you than your your own child. But I asked my 16-year-old cousin just, hey, show me your Instagram. Mm -hmm. That's how I found out that they're doing these fake Instagram 
accounts. Oh, they have yes. two Instagram yeah, accounts. Yeah. They're friends with their parents on one, and then the other one nobody knows about mm-hmm. except for their friends, and yeah. they can post whatever. That's how I found out about that. Um, so I usually try to ask kind of a high schooler that I have you know good rapport with mm-hmm. and just say, hey, tell me what I need to know about that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I would even say that that's an area where we as as the youth workers can really step alongside you parents and really cue you into like, hey, just shoot us an email or mm-hmm. ask us in person. Yeah. Just like, hey, what are the things that I should be looking for? Got what it. are the apps that I, you know, I need to be paying attention to yeah. what my students have? And, mm-hmm. and yeah, and just I would say making a habit of combing through, you know, your kid's phone and really seeing, hey, you know, what are you downloading? Yeah. What are you looking at? And I even would say, once again, for you as the parent to model, you know, do you have some accountability on mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. device? Yeah. You know, I think especially when it comes to, to the dads that are listening, mm-hmm. just, hey, do you have some accountability to what you're seeing mm-hmm. and taking in and looking mm-hmm. at, you know, on your devices? Do you have that? Are you yeah. modeling that as you're trying to step into your student's life and yeah. to do that yeah. too, which I think that segues well into kind of our last topic, which is the not so fun side of technology. Uh, it's just the failure, the yeah. mess up. What do you do when you find out? that your child has one of those fake Instagram accounts or you find out that they have, you know, they are hiding something mm-hmm. from you, that they have an app that's disguised, you know, that says it's one thing and it's disguised yep. as another or you find out that they're deceiving you in some way with their phones. You know, what do you do when they mess up? When yeah. They break the rule? yeah, so in my mind, this kind of takes me back to our first podcast, the one about sex. Mm-hmm. If you haven't listened to that, go check it out um, because it just kind of makes me think of that where we talked about what do you do? Well, the first thing I think that you do is you don't freak out. Mm-hmm. Freak out on the inside, yes. but not on the outside. Yes. Um, because there's a deeper reason they're doing that. Mm-hmm. They're not just having this fake Instagram account and talking poorly about themselves or their family or posting inappropriate pictures because they want to be like that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a reason. They're insecure. They're trying to get approval. Yeah. You know, and so calmly, don't freak out because it does happen and it's not a total failure. We can rise from this. Yes. Yes. Um, but but talk to them and figure out kind of why. Mm-hmm. And then when you know why, you can kind of help them figure out what are the boundaries that we need to set moving forward? Mm-hmm. Um, what are the boundaries that we need to put in place now? What allowed you to trip up? Absolutely. And how can we maybe try to n- not let that happen again in mm-hmm. the future? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think showing them in that same vein of just, hey, let's talk about why this is a damaging yeah, thing. For sure. Why this is bad. Yeah. And because of that, and because I'm your parent and I love you and I want to protect you, right? We're going to cut back some here. And maybe you can build back to that trust, right? There's behaviors that we can have where you can gain back some of that trust and get back some of these things. But almost the conversation of, hey, I love you too much yeah, to good. let this kind of take you out mm-hmm. or to let this ruin you. Right, um, you know, and even saying, "Hey, you know, you messed up, mm-hmm. and you failed, right?" And oh man, I don't like what I'm saying in that. Show. That's fine because I made a noise. You know, and to to build off of that, I think even showing them, "Hey, this is why that behavior is damaging. This is why it's not good for you. This is why having a fake Instagram account isn't good for you. This is why hiding things and having secrets." isn't good for you. This is why looking at those things Mm -hmm. isn't good for you. And because I love you, Mm -hmm. 
we're going to cut back on some of this, mm-hmm. right? I, I may or may not give you the opportunity to build back some trust mm-hmm. with me, right? But you are too valuable to me to let this go unnoticed or to not address this or to not cut back on the technology that you've had, right? And, and once again, once you do that, when you have that failure, I think it is important to show them, hey, we can build back up. Yeah. Right, like like trust can be mm-hmm. reinstated. Mm-hmm. I'm the parent, so I get to decide how that trust is reinstated. Yeah. Right, but showing them, hey, yeah, like I, I want us to get back to the place where you can be on Instagram yeah. again, yeah. if it's the double Instagram account thing. But until we can really see how this is damaging, and you can really gain that trust back with me, we're gonna cut back. We're not gonna have it. And you know what? Maybe you, as a parent, if you're on Instagram too, saying, hey. I'll give it up too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I care about you enough mm-hmm. that I'll give this up too in the meantime as we kind of figure this out together. Yeah, yeah. Something I've seen just kind of as we wrap up um, that makes me think that obviously they're probably going to push back a little bit on that, Absolutely. right? Um, and something that I've seen is that sometimes I think that once they have the cell phone, even the parent starts to think, well, that's their cell phone mm-hmm. and that's their Instagram account and that's their yeah. Snapchat. Um, but really parents, it's yours. Yeah. I'm assuming you pay for it. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming you bought it for them. Um, they are your child. You are shepherding them and raising them. And so it's your cell phone yes. and it's actually, you know, you are in charge of that Instagram account. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when they push back, just kind of reminding them lovingly, you know, I totally get that. I know why you're pushing back. A lot of your friends are on Instagram. It's a big mm-hmm. deal to you, but don't forget who is the shepherd, right? Yeah. The shepherd of these yes. sheep. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, the talents never belong to the servant, mm-hmm. right? They were always mm-hmm. the masters. Yeah. And they yeah. just got to be stewards over them and kind of use them. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, so you, you're the one that's in charge mm-hmm. and you're the parent. And, yeah. So I think, uh, Caroline, kind of just some final closing things. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, we've talked a lot about sort of some ideas. Mm-hmm. And like we said, this is such a, you know, it's hard to really nail down some concrete things on mm-hmm. this topic. But I thought that it would be cool if we just kind of closed out with maybe both of us offering up, hey, here are two or three really, really practical ideas when it comes to technology and your students, technology in your home that could be helpful that you could go home and implement today. Yeah, yeah, great. And I think one, if you don't already have a phone for your kids, I love the families that start out by making their kids share a phone. There's one phone for all the kids. So yeah. If you don't have one yet and you're kind of thinking about getting one, having your kids share one is great accountability. Yes. Siblings yes. love to tell on each other. Yeah. So if you have the same <laughs> phone, it's great. It's great for yeah. you. So I think that is something great I've seen. And also... You know, we talked about parents having that Instagram and Mm -hmm. having that Snapchat. But something else that is really helpful is if the student is logged in on their Instagram account on the parent's phone. Gotcha. So the parent has all access to Mm -hmm. what's going on. Obviously, I'm not posting to that and everything, but they're seeing what's happening behind the scenes, mm-hmm. not just what's being posted and yeah. things like that. So yeah. having having that username, having that password logged in mm-hmm. on your phone so yeah. that you can kind of stay up to date yeah. with what's going on. I love it. I love that. Yeah, I think that uh, for me, one, and this is a kind of a small thing, but I think that there's a lot of gold to this idea, is having a designated place in your home, whether it's on the kitchen t- counter or mm-hmm. something like that, that, hey, this is where we charge our phones. Yeah. 
And so, and it's out of kind of the common family mm-hmm. area. It's not in a bedroom. And what that does is, in a small way, it forces your student and you to say, okay, I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. And while this is charging, it just sits I'm here. I'm going to leave it there. That I can separate mm-hmm. myself mm-hmm. from this for a time. Yeah. You know, that it doesn't control me. It doesn't own me. I can walk back over and check it sometimes. But this is the one spot where this is allowed to charge. Yeah. This is our charging kind of station. Yeah. I also think that another small sort of win to sort of integrate technology with your kids and things like that is to find something about technology or on technology, whether it's an app or it is a video game or a computer game, that both of you enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to do it together. That's good. And to engage with that together. You know, maybe it's playing this game together mm-hmm. or it's, hey, we're both really interested in this app together. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of gives you a conversation piece with your student, but also kind of normalizes mm-hmm. you being in a digital space with them. Yeah. So it doesn't feel as awkward and clunky when you need to step into other spaces. Mm-hmm. And so those are, for me, just kind of two really small, simple yeah. ways just to kind of help yeah. them win. So. So we've mostly talked about phones, some computers, a little video games, but hopefully we'll have some more podcasts coming out that we'll talk in depth more about technology and we've just scratched the surface, but super glad you guys joined us and hope that you took something away and we're praying that you guys do win at home with your students. We love your students. Can't imagine how much you guys love them. So we're praying for you guys and thanks for listening.